On December 12, 2010, the Metrodome roof collapsed. It's one of the most iconic scenes in Minnesota sports history. One, because something that crazy would only ever happen in Minnesota, but also because it marked the end of so many incredible sports moments inside the Dome, from the Twins to World Series, to Randy Moss's emergence as one of the great players in NFL history, to Brett Favre joining the Vikings, and on and on. When you think of the collapse, you see the image. You see the inside with the pile of snow in the middle and the tattered roof. You see the sun peering through in a post-apocalyptic kind of way. And you see in your mind's eye the overhead view, like someone let the air out of a giant balloon or like a crater in the earth where all the sports used to be. The most iconic images of the dome collapse were taken by two Star Tribune photographers, Carlos Gonzalez and Brian Peterson. Gonzalez was overhead and Peterson was inside the stadium. I talked to both of them. And let's say Carlos got the tougher of the two assignments. I think I remember getting a call in the morning it's, and was told that, hey, you know, the roof had collapsed in the Metro. And I was like, oh, I knew it, you know, there'd been some snowstorms and things. So I'm thinking, oh, wow. And I think it, something similar had happened years before or something. So maybe it was, I guess I realized it was a possibility. So my responsibility that day was actually to go up um, in a chopper and get aerial views of it. And I remember it being, it was a really cold day, you know, right around sub-zero or maybe just slightly above or something. So, um, so I go to the airport and there's a chopper waiting for us. And we fly, on that day we we're flying in a Robinson R-22, which is a really small helicopter. And when we do aerial photos, um, we take a door off. Because you oh. have to have access to be able to shoot because you don't want to shoot through, you know, dirty glass. Yeah. So, um, so sure enough, we had a door off. And I remember like walking up there and asking the pilot, I'm like, hey, so when is it like too cold to fly one of these things? And he's like, well, we stop doing like uh, training when it's like, uh, you know, under 10 or under five. And it was like two degrees or something. I'm thinking, well, why are we flying? So I remember that before getting the flight thinking, okay, this is a good idea. Carlos had no idea what he was getting into once he got into the helicopter. And when he got up there, he tried to give the world an idea of what the broken dome looked like relative to the rest of downtown Minneapolis. Working with, um, with a pilot, is, uh, especially the ones we deal with, um, they're great because we just say, hey, look, kind of get to a scene. Because I, yeah, I didn't know what I was going into. Like, I didn't know what it was going to look like or how, you know, how bad it caved in at that point. And so, um, when you get there, it's like, oh, wow. So obviously I want to shoot like you know, details or as close as I could. And then also kind of backed off and kind of put it in the setting of showing like, here's the Metrodome and here's like Minneapolis. And kind of just to give you an idea of, you know, where it's at relative to downtown for people that don't know Minneapolis um, and, and try to show that. So it was interesting because you could actually really get a, you know, it's, it's a pretty good view to see like, oh, wow, here it is. And, and, and people were just like, whoa. Inside the dome, Brian felt something that he had never felt before when working inside the building. Freezing cold. He and the other photographers took pictures of each other as the icy air from outside poured into the broken Metrodome. It was an early morning assignment. We went in, uh, I think only a limited number of photographers were allowed in because they were afraid of it collapsing even further. So we were, we were kind of escorted in and um, escorted to the football press box, which was the only position that we could uh, actually shoot from. But it gave us a good vantage point to the whole thing. And it was really bizarre going in there and actually having the ceiling sagging down, you know, even below your head position from the press box. So it was kind of a b bizarre scene and also very quiet. It was, 
you know, it was eerily quiet and dark. None of the lights were on. So it was kind of a really strange, uh, strange thing to go there and see it. And uh, if you've been in the Metrodome, you know what that concourse is like, and you get you get these glimpses through these uh, these concrete uh, entryways into the seating area. So they were they were kind of shuffling us through the concourse, and every time you went by an opening, you could kind of peek in. The one thing I do remember is that just it was freezing cold in there um, because obviously the heat was off, and uh, it was it was freezing cold in there, which. Um, I had never experienced that in the Metrodome. That was what we loved about it. It was always <laughs> 70 degrees in there. But uh, but then when they brought us into the press box, we were about midfield, and you could see, you know, you could see the pile of the snow in the in the middle of the field. It was just uh, kind of a strange, kind of a strange feeling. Sometimes when covering a sporting event, Brian said, you understand the magnitude of what's happening. He covered the Super Bowl. He covered Twins World Series. And other times, you don't realize the significance until it's over. But with the dome collapse, both Brian and Carlos felt right away that it would be one of the most memorable days in Minnesota sports history. I always think of history in terms of what I'm photographing. Um, even though I work for a daily newspaper and you know stuff gets cranked in and out, uh, and you don't really think a whole lot about history. But I'm always I've always been kind of aware of of historic major events like that and what uh, impact they can have on the community and and certainly my, the importance of capturing it uh, to the best of your ability and making you know letting people feel what it felt like to be in there. A lot of us were taking pictures of each other in there, you know, with that in the background, uh, more for social media purposes than anything else. But, uh, you know, we're always trying to get the human element in there, too. And, you know, when I'm in the, when I was in the press box, I remember shooting uh, quite a few pictures of just from the press box, you know, with that in the foreground with other photographers shooting pictures and then seeing, you know, rather than just the empty stadium. So, you know, you kind of have to work with what you have, but uh, putting some perspective and, and getting some scale to it with other people in the picture is important. It was just, it was, it was, it was pretty trippy to think, wow, like, <laughs> there's the roof of this thing is gone. And, what, you know, what are the implications and all that kind of thing? Like, you don't really think about it at the time. Um, and then obviously, like, it, as it kind of, as days went on and kind of realized that, wow, it, it kind of get a lot of more traction. Having covered so many events inside the Metrodome, the photographers reflected on some of their best moments. But Brian also pointed out that it wouldn't necessarily be missed by those who were chronicling games inside. You know, it was stinky. We, we, we had photo positions that were down on the field and they were uh, right by the sewer pipes and we had mice and <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff down there. So <laughs> almost every photographer, I, and I can speak for almost all of them, that had a kind of a universal hatred for the Metrodome. So uh, the morning that we heard that it had collapsed, uh, it was kind of a bittersweet thing. We knew, it, we knew the dome was kind of coming to an end, but... Uh, to actually see the roof collapse and then uh, dump all that snow on the field was kind of a fitting end to a, a stadium that had mixed feelings, I'm sure, from everybody. Carlos and Brian look at the photographs of the Metrodome collapse as a point about the importance of photojournalism. Nobody's snapping Carlos's iconic picture from the helicopter with an iPhone. Nobody's getting the full breadth of the damage inside that way either, like Brian did. I think that commitment really shows in our product. You know, if you look at the paper and the things that we're doing on a daily basis from news to sports to features and everything in between, um, it really shows. Um, and I think that they realize that and they think, understand the importance of that. And 
and not only just to the service we provide to, uh, we um, provide to the community, but just I think readers appreciate that because if you see all these things, you know, this big event happened and there was no hesitation. Like, I got a call, you're going up to the chopper, and it was just like it's automatic. And which, you know, maybe now looking back, it seems like a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you do that? But other papers didn't do that, you know. So that's mm -hmm. the kind of things like that shows you, you know, how we understand um, our place in the community and what we need to do to, to cover. With the dome down, the Vikings eventually moved into U.S. Bank Stadium and the mice moved elsewhere and the photographers were given much better lighting and less unfortunate placement. But the dome will always live on as a place that all sorts of crazy Minnesota sports events happen, including its own collapse. Where does it rank in terms of weirdest Minnesota things that you have... Uh ever photographed <laughs> i would go top top 10 maybe somewhere in that range that's, that tells you something about minnesota sports if that's only top 10 <laughs>